Okay, folks, as promised, live in the Ozone, we have eight-time champion, arguably Canada's most decorated athlete, Miss Jelena Brjanovich. <sighs> How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Especially since we got you on the line. Yeah, you sound you sound insanely calm for having a fight uh, coming up. Is that a good sign? Are you just confident like that? Uh, I think I'm always like just relaxed um, up until. I think I'm always relaxed going in. I mean, this is my 51st fight. Um, so I don't want to do it by now that I'm that I'm in the wrong profession. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, right now, you know, some other plan is like tonight and tomorrow, just making weight, and then the fun stuff gets to happen. So, so right the stress over things. So let me ask you: you're 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 laid back right now, but once the bell goes, or do you get nervous at all? Uh, you know, the only time I feel nerves is when I am literally driving to the venue. Like I feel them here and there when I stop and really think about the fight and the whole, not really the fight happening, but like everybody watching and like thousands of people and then however many people are viewing online and waiting. So I get a little nervous when you reflect on it that way, but the only time I actually, um, about the fight, the actual fight in itself is driving to the venue. I get those like excitement butterflies in my tummy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the fight. You got, this is your 51st professional fight. Uh, you hail out of Edmonton, Canada. You are the pride of Edmonton. And you're fighting an Italian woman named Vecia Trovato, and you're hosting. She's coming to Edmonton. First of all, where can people see the fight if they're not coming to the venue? Uh, they can be watching it on the KO Boxing Facebook page. So there'll be a link online. Um, I'll put it on my page as well as the KO Boxing page. You'll put it on your Instagram page, on your Facebook page, or just all over the place? I'll put it, I'll put it wherever I can think about it. I'll put it there. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that is. <laughs> so there's Wherever a sign hanging on the side of the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, All right. So on all the social media channels, and I'll put the link of where you can watch it. Okay. KO Boxing. The KO Boxing page on Facebook, folks, so you guys can see Jelena Marjanovich fight Lucia uh, Trovato this Saturday night in Edmonton. Now, tell me this. Is it Canada's time? The Raptors have won. Is it go time for Canadian sports? Is the world finally ready? You know, I hope so. I mean, I've been ready for a while. I've been here and I've been kicking around since as a world champion since 2005. So I've been just waiting for the rest of the sports to catch up. That's a long time, 14 years. And one of the things that's that's interesting about you is you're one of the few women fighters that's known for knockout power. And you're able to get other ladies out of there, even with the shortened rounds. Most people are used to watching three-minute rounds. You guys fight two-minute rounds. Normally, the championship bounces 10 rounds instead of 12. And you're still able to you, – you, you provide exciting fights. Uh, anybody that's familiar with you knows uh, about your vicious left hook and just your heart in general. So my question to you is, what do you think – that women's boxing needs to really break out and really explode? Is it more knockouts? Is it more skilled fights? What, uh, what, what is it in your take that, that needs to happen? 
Well, I think we are in, we're heading in the right direction. Um, you know, we're getting um, recognition on uh, broadcast television and like pay-per-views and a lot of these shows that are being shown have a lot of skill. They're finally stepping up in opponents and having good match fights. Um, and some of the exciting women are getting out there, you know, as, as much as I respect and love uh, Cecilia um, as, a, as an undisputed champion, her last few fights that have been shown on TV haven't been all that exciting. Um, but, you know, take the last Katie Taylor fight. Maybe not the most technical fight that we watched, but... Uh, it was a good fight to watch. Taylor Pursun was, you know, super exciting. It was super close. I, I think they gave the decision in the wrong direction, but um, but it was an action-packed fight. And I think, you know, if anyone won, it was the fans that night. I agree. I mean, Katie won because she got to unify. And she also won just because I agree with you. She got a decision. I don't know who got paid to get her that decision, but I didn't see any way that she won that fight at all. Um, but it was, but it was an entertaining fight and the fans won for sure. And I think that's the kind of action that you need on a consistent basis to get people more aware and involved in women's fighting. Now I've seen how, how people respond to you at the fights. I've seen you at several fights in Vegas and whatnot. And it seems to be the number one thing everybody says to you, which to me would be the most annoying thing in the world, which is you're too pretty to be a boxer. I mean, it, 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 it kind of, it's a, it's a backhanded compliment if I ever heard one, because it's definitely a compliment, but at the same time, it kind of negates the idea of what you do for a profession as a skill. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I always take that as a compliment. So if I'm still looking okay and if people are still saying that to me, it means I'm doing my job correctly. It means <laughs> I'm not getting hit um, <laughs> too much yet. Um, and so, you know, I always take it as a compliment, but there's no limitation. Nobody said that to Oscar De La Hoya. Like, nobody said, oh, you're too handsome to fight. Like, nobody said that to Floyd. Nobody said that to any of these fighters that are, like, their monikers and they're known for their good looks. So it's just funny. It's still that standard, um, you know, that... Double standard. I, I, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like, so I'm, I'm still going to take it. When anyone says that to me, I kind of laugh, and then I just kind of... Somebody around me, luckily, I don't have to do it, um, sends them to the, my YouTube knockout, and then they look at me a little bit different. So I'm okay with that as long as people keep referring to that knockout, and hopefully I get another one on Saturday. But as long as we keep doing that, then I'm okay with people saying that to me. I see. Now, now, now fear, fear of the cards, going to the cards, does that make you, you know, press the fight a little bit more to force stoppage? You know, that used to be a big issue, I think, in my career, especially fighting at home uh, quite a bit. Um, we were having the issue that if I even started with a different um, tactic in mind, or if I started, I wouldn't say slow, but more technical instead of, you know, as you mentioned, we do fight two-minute rounds. And, you know, earlier on, I used to just go full out, all out, as much as I could, um, you know, Whereas if we came out with a game plan, like staying behind the jab, being patient, trying to counterpunch, I would be losing those rounds early because I think the judges were so used to seeing me in one way that they thought that I was losing or off on the fight. Mm. Um, so I used to be super concerned. That and I just don't think my coach made a fans here 
uh, with the judging panels because we're very vocal, mm. um, you know, and, and he's very opinionated and used to be when we were younger. But, you know, that used to make me really put a lot of pressure on myself for knockouts and, and to win by stopping my opponents. Um, and I found that used to almost get me in a bad position in a fight because I would, I would not be letting the fight come to me. I would always be over my front feet. My balance would be off, which means my power wasn't crisp and clean. Um, you know, and, and so it, it would almost be a hindrance for me. Um, I think one thing that gets great about being older is that um, the experience comes and then you know that the fight eventually will have to come to you if they want to win. They're going to have to step into my bubble. And once that happens, then, then you know, things change. Like Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. <laughs> and along with that, it seems like from the footage that I've seen, Travato seems like and she definitely what she's talking before the fight, she seems like she's interested in mixing it up and seems like she's interested in actually being in the pocket. Now I've seen, it seems like the, the fighting that takes place in the women's fighting division is not as frequent. Like it, it seems like it's hard for you to get a fight. Now I don't know what that is. And perhaps you can speak to that and speak about I already how you spoken about how it's uh, uh, you guys are moving in the right direction. What do you think about the situation as is about finding fights, about, about being able to fight as frequently as you would like to fight? Well, I would love to fight every other month. So, I mean, Jeez. it's a great thing that we don't get to fight as frequently as I want because as I, as I did mention, I am getting a little older. I've had 51, 50 fights, sorry. Um, so, you know, for me, I was wanting, we were, well, we were having issues because we had set up a fight with Heather Hardy. Um, we were negotiating with Linda Bella uh, for a fight in New York, coming there, unifying my belts with her belts. Um, and it all seemed like it was heading in the right direction. And then we were waiting on a con, we agreed to all the terms and, and everything. And then we were waiting on a contract and waiting on, um, a date. So I had started training, um, without even having a date because I know how quickly these things come. Um, and then it kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. They're like, Oh, around March, around April, around May. And then finally, um, they were like, well, it's probably not going to happen until July. So I quite literally, um, got in the ring at the fights here and announced then and there that I was fighting here June 22nd. Um, and then I looked at my promoter and I was like, good luck finding me someone. Um, so <laughs> we kind of, yeah, good luck and go. And so we had approached other and said, Hey, listen, we understand we can't make this fight happen in New York. Can we maybe, you know, would you be interested in coming to Edmonton? So we went back negotiating back and forth a bit there. And then, um, nothing uh we we finally said okay listen what's the bottom line what's the number give us the number that's going to make this happen and they uh gave us a number and then all of a sudden turned around we we were going ahead we were getting ready to prepare and everything like that and then they turned around and said they wanted to take a to a fight instead so oh, wow. this is yeah so basically we went on the internet and we posted that we were willing to fight anybody um, who was ranked, obviously, you know, high enough fight to be a title fight. And 
Like, as long as it was reasonable, we were willing to make this happen. Two people got back to my promoters, and um, Vicia's team being one of them, and the other one, um, a girl from the States who can't cross the border into Canada. So, mm. hats off to Vicia for taking this challenge. I'm super excited, and, and you know, I'm always... Um, more excited when the fighters are willing to come and they're wanting to come and hungry to come. You know, this is, you know, she's, she wants to bring the fight to me. She's going to make it an exciting fight. And, you know, that's, I guess that's what I'm thankful for. Awesome. Wow. So, awesome. so, so what do you do in between times when it's so hard for you to get fights? What do you do in between that time when you're trying to get a fight? Well, I'm still training. I opened a boxing studio, like a group fitness studio um, here in Edmonton, Champs Boxing Studio. And so I'm, I teach some classes. I do a couple one-on-ones. And, um, and then I'm, I'm training. I get bored easily. So um, I, I've been training off and on since December, more, more um, working out and whatnot, not specifically boxing and, and I'm still in shape and I'm so ready to go. You know, Monday's my Monday's my thirty seventh uh birthday, so I gotta make sure everything I make sure that I'm I'm keeping in shape. Uh, well happy early birthday, champ. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Wow. So now along those lines, I'm not gonna keep you because I know you gotta focus and just get some rest before the fight and get to weight cutting. But uh, speaking of the weight cut, what about moving divisions? Have you thought about going up in weight? Is it the same for women boxers like it is for men? Like the older you get, the more difficult it is to make weight. And now you have this kind of situation in front of you, like with Katie Taylor being just ahead of you division-wise. Uh, is there a catch weight po- possibility? Or what, do you, what are you thinking for the future? Well, actually, Katie's team reached out to us, which is funny because I'm two divisions smaller than her, and right. they uh, they tried they tried to offer a fight for us um, before. I think they were just fishing though, and we said, "Well, you know, I'm not willing to jump two divisions, but I'm in the middle, um, and I don't think Katie can come any lower. I think she um, she's maxed out. I think she's maxed out. So." Um, you know, this is the funny thing about boxing, and, and you mentioned that as fighters get older, it's harder to make weight. Well, when I started boxing, I started actually as a lightweight, as 135 pounds. Mm. Um, and as I've been going and training, and I feel like the more I train, the harder we train, and it just seems to kind of get easier, which is weird. Um, but as I've kept going, we've kind of gotten lighter. So I've been a world champ at 135. I've been a world champ at Super Featherweight at 130. And now I kind of feel very comfortable at 126, um, which is probably where I should have had my entire career. Um, but, you know, if we will rewind 17 years, women's boxing wasn't, you know, as popular as it is now. And there, you kind of just took fights wherever you could. Mm. Um, so... If if I were to go any other division, and only because I'm crazy and you know this, um, I would love to try just for one fight to make 122, just so I could do it going backwards. Because wow. I've already been there. I've already won the 130 pound title. I've already won the 135 pound title. Like 
I, I would rather try and get something I've never had. Um, you know, every time I say that, my coach and my family all roll their eyes. But mm. um, we'll see how this weight cut goes. I'm I'm coming in leaner and stronger and and fitter than I ever have already. I'm already way ahead of the curve. So the more I come into camps like this, the more I feel like this might actually be a possibility. Wow, Jelena Mujinovic, ladies and gentlemen, the pride of Edmonton, coming down this weekend. Uh, to fight Travata, and you can catch the fight on Facebook on the KO Boxing page. You can go to her social media channels and find her and support the champ. Uh, can you tell the people where they can find you on social media? It's on Instagram yeah, it's, or Twitter or wherever. On all of it, it's all the same at Jelena Boxing. So my first name is spelled J E L E N A Boxing. All right. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Once again on the Ozone, we brought you a champion. Yeah. We wish you the best this weekend. We'll be watching for sure. And you have our love and support, and happy early birthday. Thank you. Yeah, good luck. Thank you. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a game.